T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. An untimed down for this Giants offense from the Bills' one-yard line. It all comes down to this. Here's the snap. Fakes the handoff, throws it into the end zone. It's incomplete. Intended for Darren Waller. Taron Johnson in coverage caused enough disruption to force the incompletion. The game is over, and the Bills escape. Unbelievable, tough, gritty win, but man, was it ugly. And it was excruciating for Bills fans. Man, it was painful to watch. It's a win. It's an ugly one. We'll take it. Uh, it was not easy. I'm proud of the way the guys found a way. Mike Danger. I say it all the time. Winning is one hell of a deodorant. And, hey, it is Gene Battaglia. Yeah, they won yesterday, but I don't think you get a cookie for yesterday. No cookies. No cookies at all. <laughs> Cookies. Cookies. This isn't Dion logic. A win <laughs> is a win. A loss is a loss. The Giants made history last night. A terrible mistake by the Giants as they don't get the playoff and get no points out of it. What are we doing? 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan. Rochester. Bills linebacker Terrell Bernard was a man on a mission last night. 12 tackles. Of those three behind the line of scrimmage for tackles for a loss, let's go ahead and make Terrell Bernard, the fan Rochester's man on a mission, brought to you by the Open Door Mission. Go see, uh, go to opendoormission.com to see how you can guarantee a win for someone today. You can reach out to us here on the Fan Rochester, at the Fan Rochester on Twitter. Uh, we we got to give it up to uh, one of our regulars, Chris who uh, sent us a, a, an image late last night. I don't know if you saw this yet or not, Gino. Uh, Chris and his wife had a friend who lived in Rochester for a while and now lives near where they live, which is mm. down there in Kentucky. He came over to watch the game. He said it's been several years since he had a plate. My wife made him one. How'd she do? First of all, uh, A, keeper. Okay. That's yeah. a keeper. Keeper. She's making plates, plates. For, yeah. for, for you and for your friend. Um, all right. Looking over the plate here. Uh, we're going fries. French fries instead of home fries. I'm it, fine with that. I, I, I prefer home fries. It, it's not a deal breaker. It's a preference. Pickles. Now, this is a Zweigel's plate. Pickles on the plate. I don't know that I've ever done pickles on a plate. And now I'm intrigued. I can't really stop thinking about it. The pickle is an odd, odd one. I don't. What about cheese? You ever put cheese on a plate? I mean, cheeseburger, yeah. But this is not a cheeseburger plate. This is a Zweigel's plate with pickles and then shredded cheese on top. Uh, You can do your own thing, I suppose. I mean, I'm I'm so now I'm kind of intrigued. Now I feel like if I'm going to get a plate, I've got to try different things. Maybe I've 
deprived myself. I got to go pickles and I got to go cheese next time I get a plate. Thanks, Chris. I'm in the mood for a plate now, buddy. I got two hours left in the show here. Hey, another knock on uh, Brian Dable from last night. This was late in the game. And they were uh, facing, what was it, like a third and eight or something like that. And then they went for it on fourth down. Both plays was Tyrod airing it out deep. You remember this, right? Right, right. Dude, you need eight. What are we doing? Like, if you're a Giant fan today, be more upset about the play calling and the the mismanagement than about the officiating the final play of the game. I was just marveling how I'm listening to New York Radio WFAN last night driving home and everybody giving kudos to Tyrod like it was we we needed like start I, whatever Daniel Jones hey if he's healthy you know what give him another week off let's just see what this offense can do with Tyrod yeah, yeah. you scored nine points yeah it was a very Tyrod stat line yes you, when you saw the stat line you go, oh yeah that that looks very familiar 200 yards passing you mix in some rushing yards no touchdowns it felt very Tyrod like no turnovers ve- almost I mean he just dropped the ball on one play very Tyrod stat line. I think there's, uh, as far as the Buffalo fan base, is there a fan base that buys more T-shirts about their team? Like, honestly. But this one I may invest in. Somebody sent this to me. Let me see. Uh, shut up Collinsworth. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's a good benefit of going to the game last night. I didn't have to listen to that. Gene uh, flashing his phone there if you wanted to see a picture of that. Uh, our stream is up, our video stream up at the Fan Rochester on YouTube and Twitch. Uh, don't forget to subscribe while you're there so we can get uh, on stage and sing uh, our own version of uh, Into the Night by Benny Mardonis. We've got Ryan Talbot joining us here in about 15 minutes or so, Gino. Uh, before we get to Talbot, some takes? Yes, as it's another great Sunday in the NFL. In fact, glorious, right? Where we have upsets and things you didn't expect. But this one, this one you should have expected. In fact, this team gets a pass, and I don't know why. There's a team out there that I think, I'm not talking about the Patriots, a team that has no hope, a team with a head coach that somehow gets a pass, and now they're really kind of screwed. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about Tennessee. That streak of not scoring 30 points in a game, now up to 23 straight games, the longest current streak in the NFL. And yeah, they were the number one seed two years ago playing in that division. That was almost an accident. We tend to give this team a pass because they play physical football. Look at Derrick Henry. When in reality, they have one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the league in Ryan Tannehill. Oh, and I'm sorry, he got hurt. So now you have two quarterbacks you drafted, but you haven't developed at all. How's DeAndre Hopkins working out for you? Yeah, football purgatory. Yeah, I, yeah. If I'm, I'm, I'm Brandon Bean, I'm making a call there. Mike Vrabel, like he should lose his job, but he won't. So that team is going nowhere, and I just kind of enjoy it. Um, there was um, what what's the website? Is it Tankathon? One of the websites that give you the hardest remaining strength of schedule for the rest of the season. I don't know if you saw this or not. Okay. Uh, the, the, but the Titans are in the top ten for toughest remaining schedule. Um, right now, they still have to play the Jags twice. They still have to play the Dolphins. Uh, they've got the Steelers. They've got the Seahawks. Team with the toughest strength of schedule. Want to take a crack? Mm-hmm. They have 11 games left. And their winning percentage of their opponents, their strength of schedule, the winning percentage of their remaining opponents is a 613 winning percentage. I'm going to say because they have the Bills twice. The I'm going to go with the Patriots. No? No. Okay. Who do you got? It's the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh. The Cincinnati Bengals have the hardest 
remaining strength of schedule according to their opponent's win percentage. They still have to play the Bills. They still have to play the Niners. They still have to play the Chiefs. They have to play the Ravens still one more time. The Jags one more time. And the Browns one more time. Their easiest uh, game left on the schedule is uh, Minnesota. And right there with them is Baltimore. Baltimore is the second hardest strength of schedule. So, the, the look, I'm bringing this up because it's it's early. We're, we're through six weeks of the NFL season. It still feels early. But you know that we're going to get into farting around season here sooner than later, yeah. right? And when we're talking about teams, I think now... Now that we've got six weeks of data, we can kind of accurately identify teams who will be, we, we call it farting around, but you know what I'm talking about, the teams that are in the hunt for a playoff berth. And a lot of times you see a lot of teams in the hunt, and obviously they're not all going to make the postseason. Some of them are frauds. Ultimately, some of these teams will not be playoff teams, but you can just expect to see them in the graphic. And I like bringing it up early in the season because some of these teams are so bad that it's kind of surprising that they are where they are. So when you look closest to home, the Jets, they'll be farting around. And when they beat Miami, one of the two remaining times that they play each other, they'll actually be doing the Bills a favor. The entire AFC North, as I just mentioned, with the strength of schedule, they're farting around. The the Ravens, the Bengals, the Steelers, even the Browns. Uh, pause. Are the Browns good? Browns defense is real. Yeah. Browns defense yeah, is real. They, Jim yeah. Schwartz, good to coach defense. Um, look, you benefit from your kicker for the Niners kicker not being able to hit. Um, it's always a weird. That's a weird stadium to kick in, man. That remember, stadium gives a lot of kickers problems. Yeah, I remember we were talking to uh, uh, Daryl Kuyper. There, Daryl Kuyper. I forget his name. He's the Browns reporter. Ryder. Ryder. Thank you, Daryl Ryder. And uh, you know, talking about how like the winds there off the lake. It really you need. A kicker that knows what's going on, and certainly that did not help San Francisco yesterday. The entire AFC South is farting around, and that includes the Houston Texans. Believe it or not, with their win over New England, the Raiders will be farting around. So will the Commanders, the Packers, even the Vikings will be farting around. You know what I just realized, Gene? It'd probably be quicker just to tell you that the Cardinals, the Panthers, the Bears, the Giants, the Broncos, and yes, the Bills opponent this weekend, the Patriots, they're all done. They will not be farting around. Those are teams that really can start looking forward to next season. They're not going anywhere. All right, so I'm breaking the draft seal. Because we can do that here in the sports bar. Oh, people and have already been talking about Caleb Williams. And yeah. Which I mean, teams he will say he'll go to versus which ones he won't. And I think it's relevant because the Bills are playing New England this week. And remember how this works. You can have a record, and the better your schedule is, that actually hurts you in the draft or if you end up with the same record. So right now there are one, two, three, four. There are five teams at one and five. And the team with the best percentage here of uh, opponents it's actually new england so instead of picking second they would be picking sixth right now because of their strength of schedule so it's new england sixth, the giants fifth arizona fourth denver third i know where you're going chicago second yeah and chicago first yeah Oh, my gosh. Chicago could end up with the top two picks, remember, because of the, the trade That's with Carolina. Right. And they'll still screw it up. Don't worry. Oh, you have to love the fact that Carolina. I, oh. I, I can't wait for April. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be exhilarating. My highlight, draft night. Can't wait. Oh, now that we've gotten to Survivor season, it's like it's just joyous. Like they, Carolina was up fourteen nothing. Did I text you yesterday? No, you didn't have any nope. panic, no sweat, no fear. Nope, 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 nope. I'm like, okay, that's cute, good. And then you know, Miami just kind of moved them over, but... 
Oh, wait a second. Carolina's on the bye. Oh, no. We get Denver playing Green Bay. We get some bad teams playing each other like the Bears and the Raiders. What? Ooh, yeah. The men from the boys this week, if we're still allowed to say such a thing. That will be the theme this week okay. for Survive in Advance. Hopefully you listened to our advice and you didn't take the Niners. You didn't take the Eagles this week. And you took Miami. We're still going. So tomorrow, 425 as we, we are doing all of our simulations. We are really bearing down. We're uh, talking to people. We are going to make our selection with confidence here in the sports bar I'm, tomorrow. Uh, I'm bummed that I won't be here for it tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow afternoon, I'm off. I'm being a good dad tomorrow. It's my daughter's uh, golf banquet at Mercy, so we'll be uh, awesome. we'll be taking care of that uh, tomorrow evening and, and a round of golf with her and her teammates uh, leading up to that, so I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> looking forward to her golfing better than you. <laughs> She's almost there. She's yeah, almost, almost there, there and yeah. she will. But when it's all yeah. said and done, she will be a better golfer than me. I'm convinced of that. Uh, we got to get to Ryan Talbot, but I know you had uh, more that you wanted to bring up. Yeah, here I'll let, to that. Like, just like I just to point this out: dumbest trades in New York Yankee history, right? Oh, and old go. time. No, no, no. Old time Yankee fans remember Jay Buhner for Ken Phelps. Uh, Seinfeld made fun of that, right? Jordan Montgomery for Harrison Bader. Yes, the Cardinals moved on from Jordan Montgomery because, well, they were out of it. And it's a painful reminder last night uh, for Yankee fans that there's Montgomery dealing for the Texas Rangers. That should be your guy. And Mike Danger, I'm, I'm cutting you off here. This is not the same as Verlander and Scherzer getting dealt off because the Mets were out of it. The Yankees were a playoff team last year, and they actually thought this would make them better. Yeah, it's one of the worst trades in New York Yankee history, and I, I, I just have to point that out. Yankee they fans, sent a, Yankee fans probably won't disagree with you because they're sensible, but they're going to look at the hat you're wearing today and be like, "All right, we really got to hear it from you. We got to hear it from a social misfit that we, we got to hear it from a Met fan that we made a bad deal." Okay, yeah, let's go down the list of every bad deal that the Mets have done. That's what a Yankee fan I think would probably do, just to throw it back in your face. <laughs> that would be like all your record guys and your neighborhood guys. Like, yeah, yeah, let's go over everything. Yeah. Let's 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 review the. Uh, let's go to the tape. Let's roll the tape. Uh, Ryan Talbot, NewYorkUpstate.com. He was at the game last night. Uh, let's get his takeaways from a uh, Buffalo Bills win uh, on Sunday Night Football against uh, the New York Giants. He'll be uh, joining us next here in the Sports Bar. Ryan Talbot, NewYorkUpstate.com on the Fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Sean McDermott giving some updates just now on injuries. First, good news for Damian Harris. He has been released from a hospital. He's got a neck sprain and is now in the concussion protocol. As far as Josh Allen, it is a shoulder injury. Allen is day-to-day and is experiencing some soreness. We'll talk to... Our buddy Ryan Talbot from NewYorkUpstate.com coming up here in just a little bit. McDermott also talking about his defense coming up big at the end of each half. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, before half, they tried to run it, and, they, and our guys shut it down, and, and then the half ran out. And then in that one, they tried to throw it, and we made the play there too. So real proud of the guys. Coming up in about 10 minutes, it's game two of the ALCS between the Astros and the Rangers. Game one of the Phillies and Diamondbacks coming up tonight at 8. Gene Bataglia, the fan Rochester. Straight up with no chaser. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia on the sports leader. 95.7 FM and AM 950, the fan. Rochester. Uh, really, honestly, I didn't have time because it was it was um, a lot going on there, as you said, and I'm um, just trying to manage the game more than anything. He knows. Um, he knows he's got to be smart. Um, but I'll say this. I also, I don't, you know, we're not backing down either. I don't want our guys backing down. But the 17 in particular needs to be smart. He needs to let everybody else fight the fight for him, and he stays in the back. <laughs> as Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott. Uh, post game last night. The Bills get the win, not in glamorous fashion against the New York Giants. Lots to unpack from last night's uh, game in Orchard Park. So to do that, we bring in Ryan Talbot, NewYorkUpstate.com. Uh, Ryan, I don't know where you want to start. I mean, they get the win. It, it's a victory Monday that feels like a blame assessment Monday, as we've come to call it here in the sports bar. Um, what about Josh Allen? What about Josh Allen's comments about this team not being able to find a rhythm offensively. Last night, certainly against the Jags, is rhythm the key to the Bills having success offensively? I think that's part of it. I, I think that, you know, they, they keep kind of shooting themselves in the foot. In, the, in Jacksonville, it felt like it, or against Jacksonville, it felt like it was a lot of penalties, uh, a lot of negative plays that kind of stalled out their drives. Last night, it felt like the Bills would get one chunk play every drive, but then it would just kind of fall apart later on. You know, the first drive had the tripping that wasn't called, uh, little things here and there, but then mistakes that would kind of bring them back. And I don't know if it's a tempo thing. I don't know if maybe Brian Dable's familiarity with this offense really played a role with getting uh, Wink Martindale and this Giants defense prepared, but they've looked all out of sorts the last two weeks. And 
Uh, Buffalo needs to figure out something here going into this uh, upcoming game against New England coming up in terms of, you know, what are some of our strengths? How do we play to it? And how do we make sure that we get off to a fast start? Because if you would have told me the Bills would have been scoreless through three quarters last night, uh, I would not have believed it. Yeah, it's uh, it is kind of odd, right? And and also odd when you consider that the Bills had uh, their longest drive since 2016, and that did result in points right at the beginning of the fourth quarter. That I kind of said, I, Ryan, it was one of those games. Though I'm watching this last night, and I'm thinking. That sequence by the Giants at the end of the first half. The Giants get any points there. The Bills aren't winning that game. As soon as you see that, I'm like, all right, this game is only 6 nothing. The Bills should be able to you know, take care of business here. Yeah, you would think. And I mean, listen, you look at the, the mistakes the Giants made in terms of uh, points that they left on the field, and the, the Bills are very lucky in that regard. If they kick that field goal, before halftime, it's a completely different ball game. They just need a field goal at the end of the game, and uh, obviously a much different story there if, if that's the case. And whereas they probably should have passed it, obviously before halftime, uh, I'm I was a little surprised they didn't run the ball with uh, Saquon Barkley or let Tyrod Taylor use his athleticism. It wasn't a bad pass. I mean, it wasn't accurate either. But I, I like the concept of, of the play to Waller. He had one on one. Uh, but, you know, little mistakes at the end of the day is what helped the Bills really overcome the Giants in this matchup. Ryan Talbot, NewYorkUpstate.com, joining us here on the Sports Bar. A couple of things to kind of dissect on the defensive side of the ball. We got to see Dorian Williams play for, for the entirety of the game, from what I could tell. Uh wanted to get your take on Williams uh, stepping up now with M- Matt Milano likely gone for the season. Yeah, I liked his performance. I thought he played a lot better than he did the previous week where he was kind of pulled at one point for Tyrell Dodson. Uh, you, you saw the athleticism on display flying around the field. I know he ended up with uh, 10 total tackles. He had a QB hit in the game. He seemed to be around the ball. And, uh, you know, there, there's no silver lining in Matt Milano being out for a, a long period of time. But getting Dorian Williams reps is going to help this defense long term. Even when Milano uh, comes back, it might make you feel more comfortable with some three linebacker looks at times. Uh, just getting these reps under his belt is really going to help. I was. Once again, really impressed with Terrell Bernard and how he kind of navigated this defense, three tackles for loss himself. So it's a really intriguing and young linebacker duo uh, that stepped up last night and and kept the Giants or played a part in keeping the Giants out of the end zone. Ryan Talbot, NewYorkUpstate.com, our guest. Not on the positive side. I mean, Kyrie Elam, Slayton had a few plays against him. I mean, if you're playing a top-tier quarterback, I don't know how that would have turned out. So I guess part one of the question is how close is it? Do we know anything about a return for for Dane Jackson? And then part two, Ryan, I... Are, are you an advocate here of pushing for the Bills to go get a corner here at the trade deadline? Yeah, you know, I'm not against the idea of getting a cornerback, but again, whoever you get, it's going to take some time to get them acclimated to this defense, the scheme. You know, there's a Dante Jackson, for instance, in Carolina. He was a zone cornerback. He's played really well in zone uh, defenses throughout his career, and, and he seemed like a great fit for Buffalo, but who knows how long it would take him to get acclimated to feel comfortable in the system. Uh, I watched him get absolutely burnt by Tyreek Hill on on Sunday afternoon. So uh, even some guys with uh, that might be a better fit for the system, they have their ups and downs too. Elam definitely got beaten last night uh, along the sideline by Darius Slayton. He had some struggles. 
I do feel like he was he was in on more plays. I think that as the game went on, he wasn't getting uh, you know quote unquote picked on as much, and a lot of that probably had to do with the offense they were going against and Tyrod Taylor, and they were trying to run the ball, and they were uh, having success running the ball late. So uh, against a better quarterback, you're right; it's still worrisome. Uh, Dane Jackson with that foot injury, obviously inactive this week. You'd like to hope that he's at least trending in the right direction. He was questionable going into this game. He wasn't ruled out on Friday. It was kind of a, we'll wait and see by Sunday. So hopefully trending in the right direction to get him back out there because uh, Elam, for all the ups and downs, you would much rather go with that steady play of a Dane Jackson right now and a Christian Benford. And listen, Benford gave up a play down the sideline as well yesterday. Uh, You know, these guys aren't obviously going to be perfect, but, uh, you know, Elam, the, the tape kind of over the course of his the last two weeks has not been necessarily great for him. Ryan, the uh, flip side to that coin, if you want to talk about uh, the Bills acquiring a player before the trade deadline here at the end of the month, would be adding weapons to the offense, adding weapons for Josh Allen. And when you see him target Stefan Diggs 16 times mm-hmm. last night, you start to wonder, has Allen lost trust in his other receivers? You know, I don't know if it's losing trust. It's just these guys aren't getting open right out of the gate. And if you're trying to deliver the ball quickly, what what are you supposed to do if you're Allen? I, I think that's a, a big problem for this offense. It's one of the biggest problems is uh, Stefan Diggs can create off the line. He, he can create that instant separation. That's not necessarily part of the game for uh, Gabe Davis who can get open downfield. Dawson Knox, uh, you know, he's been uh, he's disappointed this season. The, the tight end position in general has. It's Quentin Morris of all the tight ends uh, pulling in or hauling in the big touchdown uh, among the guys that they have on this roster, obviously, Kincaid out with the concussion protocol. Uh, Shakir's game isn't necessarily predicated on that. You'd think Hardy could with his speed, but, yeah, they're having trouble getting separation off the line. And, um, it's it's great for Stefan Diggs when he's posting 100 yards receiving just about every single week. But in these big games, the Bills need someone else to be able to step up and, and get open. And, you know, there's no shortage of players that are going to be out there and available. It's just, can they do that? Can they execute in that area? There, there's guys like Jerry Judy who are, are you know, specula- speculation is there available. Terrence Marshall in Carolina. Whoever the Bills do target, if they target anyone, uh, I, I think getting open off the line, creating that immediate separation is going to be key. There, uh, we're talking to Ryan Talbot from NewYorkUpstate.com, our guest here in the sports bar as the Bills now uh, turn their attention here to the Patriots. Ryan, isn't this like hilarious? We live in a world now where this used to be the measuring stick for the Buffalo Bills. Like, How are they going to match up against New England? And now almost you're kind of going into this. And yes, it's the NFL. And yes, the Bills are coming off uh, a, an unimpressive win. But you're almost thinking, how will uh, how much will the Bills win this game by? Like, Your thoughts on the uh, the gap now between Buffalo and New England in this division? The gap between everyone in this division in New England in general is, you know, enormous. Even the, the Jets are playing outstanding defense. They're doing enough on offense. Miami's playing at a high level. Buffalo, uh, we know how great they can be. It's just now it's, it's New England that's kind of in the basement of this division. And right now, it's I'm sure if you're a Bills fan, you're loving every second of it. Now, if it ends up being that they win the, the Caleb Williams or – uh, sweepstakes or something like that, then things can change very quickly here in, in, in this division. Um, but right now, yeah, they, they're just really struggling, especially on the offensive side of the ball. 
Uh, Mac Jones really looks like he's lost any and all confidence that he's had since his rookie year. And, and last year was a disaster from the coaching standpoint. I thought they were going to be better this year. That has not really been the case. It's been uh, a really uh, a lot an offense that's lost across the board. Uh, Stevenson at running back, Mac Jones, the wide receivers are just among the worst in the league. It, it, it's crazy how the mighty have fallen. Ryan, uh, I want to talk a little bit about the Bills' run game. We didn't really see it get going until the second half, and when it got going, it was it was mainly James Cook with over five yards carry uh, in last night's game. What is it that your eyes are seeing when when you see the Bills struggle and trying to establish that run early? Because we we see them do it. We've seen them try to do it now the last two weeks and just not have any success. Uh, versus when they actually do get it going later on in games. Yeah, you know, I think last night they were really trying to send a message to James Cook that he needs to kind of bring the physicality, not just as a runner, but also as a blocker. He's still struggling a little bit in that latter category. But when he got into the game, he looked, like you said, really good. He ended up with over 70 yards rushing, over five yards per clip. There was uh, one route that he ran that he was just wide open in the middle of the field and Allen just didn't see him. It would have gone for a touchdown. It's little things like that where, uh, if, if he hauls that in, we're talking about James Cook's, you know, his big day. But Latavius Murray, I, I will say, the averaging less than four yards per carry, yes, but he did bring that physicality uh, to this offense. I think thirty of his thirty-eight yard or of his forty-five yards, excuse me, were after first contact. So they like that about him. They they trust him in those short yardage situations. It's good to get a little bit of a mix there. Uh, so I, I do like what I saw from that one-two punch last night, but. In terms of establishing the run, I think there's a lot of factors in play. Uh, when the Bills are under center, I think that they're doing a better job of, of running the ball, passing the ball, and then the shotgun. It's kind of hard to uh, get that momentum going if you're Murray, if you're Cook. Uh, defenses are kind of pouncing on and stopping them in the backfield a little bit more than that. So there's a lot of factors in play, but uh, Cook really did step up last night in the second half. Also in the backfield now, do you, do you know what the Bills might be thinking to do here, knowing uh, that Damian Harris is probably going to miss a, a little bit of time here with his current uh, situation? Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what they end up doing. Are they are they confident enough with, with Cook and Murray? Do they elevate uh, someone from the practice squad for the next few weeks? Do they, they look outside and, and see who's available uh, in, in free agency or in practice squads across the league? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me, you know, obviously the good news is next spring concussion protocol. Um, but if you want to, you know, really play safe, you can put him on, you can, uh, you know, just kind of stash him away for a little bit, let him get better recoup. He, he hasn't had a huge role in this offense in general, but the, the bills probably would like to have another back on this roster, or at least that they can elevate on the practice squad. Uh, as another option behind Cook and Murray. Yeah, it, it, you know, so, and again, I, I, I think, I'm going off of when they signed this, I, to my knowledge, Ty Johnson is still on the practice squad. This was uh, mm-hmm. somebody that was uh, with the Jets for three years, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but really that would be like the only option. And, Ryan, I'm a little fuzzy on Ty Johnson because he kind of came in late during the camp, but the Bills must have thought something enough to be, okay, you're our guy. You know, he case. could actually, yeah. from what I remember of Ty Johnson, Ryan, and you can correct me if you think I'm wrong here, but I, I remember him being a contributor on special teams. He can return, and I also think he's a, a better uh, pass catcher out of the backfield as well. Yeah, he, he, that's, you know, you guys pretty much summarized it right there. He started out with the Detroit Lions. Um, he, he's a special teams guy, but he, he's had some success running the ball as well. He had a, 
Uh, when he went to the Jets, he had a 100-yard performance uh, in his first year there in 2020. So he does have the ability to kind of run the ball as well, but solid pass catcher. Um, that's still something okay to add to this offense because M- Murray can be your physical back that you want between the tackles. He shows that he can still do that at a high level, and then you can have a, pa- a true pass catching option or just a you know just a pass catching option in Johnson, then a runner slash receiving option in James Cook. So he would make a lot of sense. He he made a great first impression considering uh, they signed him on August 21st. He played in one preseason game, and that they were able to kind of get him to. Uh, signed to their practice squad. Yeah, I, I'm just looking up the stats right now, Ryan. 11 carries, 51 yards in that game against Chicago. Funny how, like, you know, preseason game info just kind of evaporates from your head here, but <laughs> it's like, you're like, oh, yeah, that game. I forgot about, um, you know, this guy. Uh, we're, we're talking to Ryan Talbot uh, from NewYorkUpstate.com as uh, the Buffalo Bills coming off a win that – Maybe you know. I feel like I have to ask you this, uh, Ryan. You know, because it, it's been a topic, maybe more so down in New York than up here. But that last play, are you fine with there being no flag on that? Should the league of uh, you know, it, should there be uh, any punishment for these officials uh, that didn't call a penalty on that? Well, I mean, even if there is, it's behind closed doors. It's kind of a slap on the wrist. You might, you know, in, in terms of their assignments, things like that. But. You watch it back, yes. You know, Taron Johnson definitely was tugging on the front of the jersey. Uh, you can also say that Waller, though, had contact with Taron Johnson's helmet. Uh, it's just one of those plays where um, he was playing on the ball. He did make a play on it. He was able to knock it away. So that kind of factored into it as well, where I think the uh, untimed down came because there wasn't enough uh, of turning the head looking back to the football. So there's a lot of little factors that come into play. I don't think that I saw one theory that they didn't want to throw flags on consecutive plays. I don't think that the refs are going to hold on to a flag just because they called one on the previous play. So it, it was definitely a physical play, um, but I, I was okay with the, the ref holding on to the flag in that situation. Ryan, I, I want to bring up something that I don't know if anybody's talked about. I mean, it, the, the football gods are cruel when you think about it. Last night, the Bills playing the Giants – had their kicker miss not one, but two mm. kicks wide oh, right. Boo. 52 and 53 <laughs> yards. Boo. I mean, he'd been perfect all season long, but there wasn't really any wind at the stadium last night. Well, are we concerned about Tyler Bass? And we know that a lot of the, the kicking game comes with, with having confidence, and and boy, that might rattle him a little bit there, that, that this game maybe didn't need to be as close as it was if he hit some of those field goals. Yeah, I'm not ready to say that there's any uh, confidence concerns because you're right. He's been pretty much been perfect going into last night. These were two kicks that were plus 50 yards, and he has the leg to make them, obviously. Uh, But both of them did sail to the right, as you mentioned. The fact that the Bills were able to overcome two kicks, uh, missed kicks like that and still win the game says something. Um, They set up the Giants with a really good field position late after that second missed field goal. So, you know, you obviously want him to make those and to put this game away, but Tyler Bass is probably, he's pretty far down my list in terms of concerns because this is an offense that should have been able to put up a lot more than just 14 points in general as well. No doubt about it. Uh, Ryan, I feel like I'm doing this interview in reverse with you, but I haven't talked to you. Uh, how was London? What was that like going overseas? Did you get to check out some of the sites while you are over there? 
Yeah, we had an unbelievable time in London. My wife came along with me as well. So there were a few days we had some time to go see the sights. We actually saw Wicked uh, the first day that we were there before the Bills had arrived. So we took in a show, did a lot of the sightseeing. Um, But just in general, just a a great place. It It was great to tour the stadium ahead of the game. Um, it would, would definitely just go back in general on a vacation if the opportunity ever presented itself. Ryan, it's uh, Patriots Week. What, if anything, has you nervous about the upcoming trip to Foxborough? Well, I just think it's the, the Bills having to get in some kind of rhythm on offense. Uh, there is some talent on uh, New England's defense. Obviously, they've lost some players. Uh, Christian Gonzalez being one who I thought was really playing well as a rookie for them. Judon's been dealing with some injuries, but there's still talent there, and if the Bills are, are kind of sleepwalking through this game, much like they did much of the Jacksonville game and, and against the, the Giants, you know the, the Patriots will find a way to kind of hang in there, and that's the worst-case scenario when uh, you know, you're, you're still playing for trying to win this division with Miami playing good football right now and trying to stay in this playoff picture with a, a lot of talent in the AFC in general. Uh, Ryan, uh, I was joking with uh, your guy Matt Perino last night as, uh, you know, that, that one little booth uh, right to the side there in the press box where he's walking in. I'm like, look, if you're if you're having connection troubles with Ryan, just know that I'm right around the corner here, that like I'm, I'm ready and available to step in on the Shout Podcast. I love it. It's like going to the bullpen, you know, when you, when you need to bring in the closer, you're there and you're waiting. So I, I love it. Don't I thought encourage we were gonna, this behavior. I thought you were going to say, like, when we need to go to the minors and yeah, call somebody Yeah, don't encourage this behavior, Ryan. <laughs> oh, never. Gene, don't let Gene put his foot in Wedge's foot in the door. Don't don't give him an inch. Come on now. <laughs> hey, you guys are always both welcome. I appreciate that, Ryan. Uh, what are you guys working on this week that we can get ready for here uh, as we get ready for New England on Sunday? Yeah, I'm going to be uh, putting out a piece on what you know why Bill Sen should be encouraged and worried based on yesterday's performance. I know Matt has a few pieces that he's coming out with in the next few days, but you know, just like the Bills themselves, it's going to be Patriots Week as of probably tomorrow. We'll start previewing that matchup. Uh, we'll have our, our Wednesday episode of Shout. We'll have a preview on Friday and get Bills fans ready for that AFC East battle. Ryan, appreciate you, and uh, we'll see you out the stadium here in a few weeks. Thanks so much, Ryan. All right. Sounds great. Thanks. Thanks, Ryan. There's Ryan Talbot, NewYorkUpstate.com. Joining us on the Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub Wingman line. That number is 8664FAN. Award-winning barbecue from Good Smoke Barbecue and Pub in the new location at 135 West Commercial Street in ER. GoodSmokeBBQ.com. Um, we got to get better at everything. and we got a very difficult opponent. They, they, they play offense well. They Play defense well, Coach. Uh, there are rumors circulating, Coach, that um, you might not be as focused on your job as as you once were. Um, true or false? You were spotted in a Boston karaoke bar singing the YMCA last week. I have to. You, you, you want to ask a question about the game? We can talk about <laughs> oh, this week's game. Sorry, yeah, yeah we can well, talk yeah. about this right. week's game. All right, you coward! Start Cunningham. Why did you do it week one? You should have started in week one when y'all we all saw what we saw in the preseason. That guy. I mean, look, it's the preseason, but Mac Jones is our quarterback. Yeah, good luck with that. Good luck with that. Uh, Patriots week out. Yeah, you know, it'll it'll become a little bit more crystallized tomorrow. But as of right now, yeah, we can kind of start to look ahead. Yeah. Oh, the cheaters are done. They haven't gotten an out yet. They're down three nothing. Yeah, Valdez is getting teed off on 
by the Rangers here in the uh, top of the first. It's already 3 nothing, no out, 2 on, and Valdez uh, is in trouble early here. Uh, look, it's the first inning, but uh, no outs. Can we just hit the fast-forward button to Rangers-Phillies World Series? Give me that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'd like, like that. that. you got fun. a couple of rowdy fan bases right now, and I think the Rangers fan base is feeling themselves as well. I agree with Catalana. I think that, that the bank is the best atmosphere right now in Major League Baseball as far as, you know, tough places to play, that's not going to be easy for any team to go into into Philly if they advance to the World Series. So that's uh, that's game two here of the uh, ALCS. Game one of the NLDS later tonight between the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. We'll keep you posted on all of that. Happy hours coming up next in the sports bar. Yeah, so uh, let's we got lots of time for your calls now. So we appreciate Mike Catalana coming on. We appreciate Ryan Talbot coming on. And now it's your chance to come on because what you saw last night, look, I I, I had to apologize to Bill Sands. I'm like, I'm sorry to everybody around the nation having to watch this last night. That was just not quality football. Yeah, but also a pretty thrilling ending i mean like it always feels like a lot a lot of the times when the bills are in prime time you might get kind of these duds of games but they're never really blowouts and never really out of it you know what i'm saying like the the, the patriot game just because patriots are in the mind the pay even the win game the patriot game it's like it wasn't a great football game on a on a monday night but it wasn't like the bills were out of that game right no they still had a chance in the second that's half. right what was one of the things that was concerning last night after all that, and you had zero points through the first three quarters, you had a chance to close it out, and you didn't. You gave the ball back to Tyrod at the end. Just, oh, just disrespectful. We're going to give you the ball back knowing you're not going to be able to score on us. That's you say, yeah. Sean McDermott saying, my guys are better than you. My guy, my defense is better than anything. And, and you know, again, we mentioned this earlier. For all of last week, so many people wanted to bring up Brian Dayball knows the Bills. Brian Dayball knows the tendencies of Josh Allen and Sean McDermott. Yeah, that's a, that's a two-sided coin. And Sean McDermott knows the tendencies of Brian Dable. Somebody in my feed said that the the post game handshake wasn't all that pleasant. Did you see any of that? No, I I, I couldn't didn't see any. I didn't see it at all. Yeah. So I don't know if anybody knows. Just kind of. Yeah, I wonder if if they're you know like we had you know we speculated their final year together that it probably wasn't going well. Well, the fact and again I went to the McDermott press conference and he didn't make any reference to Dable. That's not to say that you know about anything and Dable didn't make any reference about McDermott. I did ask Tyra the question last night. Look, does this loss hurt any more knowing that it was against that team that kind of gave up on you? And of course, he's not even gonna take the bait there. He's like, no, well they all hurt. Okay, great. But if he had won, if Tyrod Taylor came back and outdueled Josh Allen, we were one yard away from that right. last night. And all you really needed, all you really needed to do was hand it off to Saquon. Hearing Catalana say how, how upset Saquon was coming off the field or walking mm. off the that that's intriguing as well. Like, yeah, now you've got a little bit of dis, a little bit, a lot of dysfunction. You've won one game all season, but knowing that the head coach and the running back don't see eye to eye and how the game is going and how, I mean, every player wants the ball in his hands. I get that. But in this case, Barkley has a point. Who are you paying on that team? You're paying Correct. Saquon. Correct. You're not paying him to be a decoy. Yeah, let's not overthink it.
yet they overthought it. Happy hour uh, on a victory Monday, which feels a little bit like a blame assessment Monday. Well, we'll, we'll take your calls and discuss it at 585-866-4FAN, 866-4326, the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia on the fan Rochester. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. It's me, Mike Danger, for FanDuel Sportsbook, official partner of 95.7 The Fan. Right now, join me. If you're a new customer, you'll get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Now, if you've been thinking about joining on FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. It's NFL season, man. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options. Everything from spreads to player props, over-unders, and more. So, visit FanDuel.com slash Mike to join me. FanDuel.com slash Mike, M-I-K-E, and kick off the NFL season with me on FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.